I'm Nevada basketball's Jordan Caroline, and you listen to Pack Center. What's up, Wolfpack? I'm your host, Jordan Burns, here with the man, the myth, the legend, Garrett Statmaster Hirschberg. Thanks for tuning in to Pack Center. I'm I hope you're ready for a depressing show because Nevada Fall Athletics are three and twenty-one so far this semester. Our friends in Nevada football still struggled to bring home a W. This week's L came hand-delivered at home from Idaho State, the Bengals, a 30-28 to loss. Garrett, what is going on here? I have no idea. It's four days after this game on Saturday, and I'm at a loss of words. I don't know, like, what happened. Watching the game, it got depressing and depressing from opening kickoff. This was supposed to be a, a big game for us. It was supposed to be our whiteout game. And we fell flat on our face. I think the biggest thing now is is because there's there's good players on the team. Like you you get Mannix out there getting open. Wyatt Demps is getting open. Uh, we've been changing this quarterback thing around too much. You know, I don't really know how I feel about Cayman Curtin yet. You know, I like him on paper. I liked him like in high school. His stats there, but I don't know how how well that's rolled over here. He didn't have the best game, but. Who's really to blame? And I think let's listen to Jay Norvell about this a little bit. But, but any losses that we have from here on out, I really think we have to look in the mirror. And because it's the things that we do to ourselves that put us in, in that position. So we've got to work hard to rectify that. Coming back, uh, he says we. We need to go look in the mirror. I think Jay Norvell needs to go look in the mirror because at the end of the day, he's the one calling the plays and he's the one picking the players to be out there. And he he's the one running running the offense. He's the one running the practices. What is going on, Jay Norvell? Why aren't you guys making plays? You have the weapons out there. Mannix and Wyatt Demps, they're wide open. They're there. Who's your quarterback? Why is David Cornwell not starting? Why are you having a why do you put a freshman in there at five foot eleven, two hundred and five pounds, who isn't really doesn't really know what he's doing. He fumbled the ball four times this game. He didn't lose all of them, but that puts you in crappy starting position, and it loses a, a down. So I want to know what the, what the thought process is. Why put this guy in there? Well, first off, getting off your point about Jay, um, I think the honeymoon phase for the new coach is over. I think that you look at the first it's two long gone. You look at the first two games. It's acceptable. They're playing better teams. This loss is just awful. Like this is like. And I had ho- such high hopes for this guy. We used we talked about him coming at the end uh, end of last year with Paxton. We thought he'd be the savior. We thought he was gonna be. We thought he was gonna be the new Muscleman. Looking at his his career so far, and you know, and bringing in this new coaching staff, he was bringing in new players. David Cornwell. When he brought in David Cornwell, we we're like, oh, this guy is legit. We know he he knows what he's doing. People respect him in the industry, and we're sitting at zero and three. And we've been playing Mac schools and FCS schools. And Cornwell hasn't even seen the field. And Cor- where is Cornwell? He's just sitting on the field, suited up, ready to go. He's been warming up on the sidelines during half times, but he hasn't seen. The- he hasn't touched the field yet. Me, you, all the viewers, except if you played college football, have the same amount of cup of snaps in a college football game as David Cornwell. I feel so Zero. I feel so bad for this guy because he went out to Alabama and lost his job to a freshman. Now he comes out to to Nevada, you know, and I can say this because Nevadans know this. 
that we are not Alabama, you know, and he still loses to a freshman here. He should have he should have come here look out here like a king, you know. I understand losing the job to Ty Ganji. Ty Ganji was here last year. At the end of last year, he played phenomenally. He destroyed UNLV. Although that's not really big too big of a deal, but he still played Mr. Three Hundred. Ganji like Ganji didn't even struggle that much in yeah. both games. I don't get why he was benched. I, I agree. You know, when we're starting Cayman Curtin again this week, but if you if you put came if you put Cayman Curtin's performance this week compared to the performance of Ty Ganji the last two week, the two weeks before that, Cayman Curtin made way more mistakes in no in that one game than than Ganji did in two whole games. Looking at the numbers for Curtin, his numbers didn't look awful. He had 19 of 33, 205, 205 yards, three touchdowns and one pick. Four fumbles, as you mentioned. Only one of them was lost. He had a QBR of 32.1, which is, I think, worse than whatever Ganji posted up because I think Ganji put up a 36. Yeah, but, and again, and we can be, go easy on him because he's a freshman or whatever, you know, but personally, I don't think that's the best way to go around it. He, he was, look at him in the backfield. He had no composure back there. Yeah, he was literally running around like a chicken with his cut, head cut off. Um, he... He was too quick to scramble, and I don't think, especially in air raid style offense, a mobile quarterback is big. No, it, no, it, you throw the ball a lot. They don't make any sense. I like just Ty Ganji in there because Ty he can he can sit in the backfield, and he can throw the ball, but he's that he's that a little bit of that versatility where he can still run. You know, he 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 had that best of both worlds, but Cayman Curtin he's he's the RG three and the and the Mike Vick. That can't throw the ball. He just runs. We thought with this air raid offense, David Cornwell would have been the savior. It's, it's literally made for him. For quarterbacks like David Cornwell, the air raid offense is for. You sit in the pocket. You start three to four yards back. You're not necessarily in a shotgun position all the time, but you're pretty close to the ball. You're, you're pretty far off the ball. Did you remember Northwestern with Ty Ganji when, when they did the, uh, the QB sneak for the first down? And they didn't get it. He that wasn't that wasn't Ganji. It wasn't Ganji. It was Griffin Dawn. Okay, but whoever it was, right? They did a QB sneak from three yards back. Yeah, I I, I clearly remember raging at my TV. It doesn't make any sense. It also doesn't make sense for an air raid style offense to run the ball fifty six times a game. We're not under under the Polian era anymore. Do you see Brian Polian on the sideline? No. I don't know, but Jay Norvell's starting to look a lot like him. Did, they bo- did Brian Polian wear a visor? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not talking Yeah, he actually did. But but you know what I mean? I'm not talking about physically how they look because they don't look anything alike, first of all. But anyway, he's starting to act a lot like Polian. He's starting to, to, to make these bad calls. The, the same reason why we got rid of Polian is the same re- is the same things that that Jay Norvell is the same things that Jay Norvell is doing right now, and look, I don't. I uh, need to change. I es- need to change, especially after this past week. I don't know how fans are still going to come to game to come to the next game on October seventh against Hawaii. And 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 you you made a good point earlier. With the honeymoon stage is over. You know, 
the fans came out because we were so hyped up. The marketing team did an amazing job of getting all the fans riled up about Jay Norvell's here in town, Nevada Grit, David Cornwell, we got Alabama on our side, you know. And then none of that came to fruition. We're 0-3. We've lost two home games in a row. That's awful. You know, and the fans, Nevada fans aren't necessarily the most loyal. You know, you're not, you start losing, they're not going to, they're going to stop showing up. And especially as football season comes around, everyone's going on the, oh, I would say the Niners bandwagon, but there is none. Everyone's rooting for the Raiders. Sure, there's so much Raiders bandwagoning going on right now. Um, And Nevada was 30-point favorites against Idaho State. And they only managed to score 28 points. And they still lost. <laughs> but I think Norvell was the one to blame for this loss because you look at early in the game, I believe it was the second quarter, they went for it on like fourth and like five from like uh, the Idaho State 28-yard line. They could have kicked a field goal. You had three more points, 31-30. Nevada wins. Yeah, see, and I don't, I don't understand making those types of play calls, especially early on in a game. You know, I, I can understand it. Like you're down in the third, in the late, in the third quarter, or like early in the fourth. You know, you got to make those tough decisions. You got to make those, those aggressive plays. But early in the game, like I can understand you. The only idea that I can think for trying to go for it on fourth and five, in, within <laughs> on the 28 yard line, is the fact is the fact that you're trying to boost your momentum. If you because if you make that conversion, that's a lot of forward momentum and that's a lot of pride for your offense. But if you miss it, it's all downhill. You miss and you missed a chance to score, and you might not get another chance like that later in the game. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, Nevada had three full drives in the first quarter. You guess how they ended? In order. Three and out. Three and out. Three and out. Wrong. Okay. Close, but wrong. For so the first drive, first they Nevada received the ball to start the game. They went three straight run plays, three and out. Second drive, they picked up a first down. Three, They picked up some first downs. Casey threw, then threw a pick. The third drive, it, it started with a bobbled snap, which lost 13 yards. And then Ganji, and then Kincaid had a big run for 24 yards. And this is the drive I was telling you about, where... They went for it on fourth down and did not get it. If they would have kicked the field goal, it would have been a ten to three ball game. But nope, Nevada, Nevada wasn't able to score. So it it's frustrating to watch. This game was full of mistakes. The fact that we that this game came so close, twenty eight to thirty, blows my mind because seventeen fumbles, seventeen fumbles in in Casey's. Through a pick, right? Just one pick. I don't understand how do how does a team get so like we should definitely shouldn't have won that game. There's no way in hell that a team should should win with that many mistakes. But the fact that we came twenty eight to twenty eight to thirty blows my mind, and that just shows how bad Idaho State is. Yeah, you're right. I think it also says something when even then, even though you out. You out. You have more yards than them, and you have more time of possession. It don't mean anything. You can. Get- we were awful. On. On, for a total, we had on third down. We went eight to seventeen. That's not bad. 
But on fourth down, we were two of five. The fact that we went for it five five times on on fourth down is just saying something about the special teams. We need punt. We I don't think I don't think I almost said Pullian. I don't think uh, <laughs> Norvell recruited a punter. Punter are pe- punters are people too. <laughs> Quote Pat McAfee. Uh, I, yeah, you don't really see them bring out the punt team very often, you know. It's... No, I remember watching the game against Northwestern. Ty Ganji had more punts than the actual punter, <laughs> and he actually did fairly well. I just don't, I just don't understand why we're playing this way. Why are why is the Jay Norvell calling plays that are putting us in these situations where we're going for it on fourth down, we're doing run plays when we're not supposed to, and we're starting freshman quarterbacks when we have a four-star recruit Alabama quarterback that's willing to throw the ball for us. Uh, Yeah, you're telling me, man. We are the only team in the Mountain West without a win. Without a win. Fresno State even has a win. UNLV has a win. San Jose has a win. We need a win. This week, we need one. But it's not going to happen because we're going to Washington State. And Washington State is 28-point favorites over us. They're number 18 in the nation. Why are we going over there week four? This is this, Whoever planned this was terrible. Look, I predicted we were going to be 2-1 and one at this point. You predicted we were going to be 1-2. and two. No one thought we were going to be 0-3. Oh People are starting to predict... People are trying to place bets now that Nevada is going to go 0 and 12 this season. I might take that bet. It, you might make some money. <laughs> look, you look at you look at this Nevada team. It has not had one full good game of football. You look at the second half of this game, the first half of the Northwestern game, and I believe it was the second second half of the Toledo game. These are all good good halves of football. Nevada has yet to put a full good game of football together. And I don't know when we're going to see it. What, is it going to be Fresno State next week? Is it going to be Hawaii at home? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I, looking at the rest of the schedule, I don't know when we're going to get a win. You're right. I don't know who to blame. Is it the offense? Is it the defense? Because right now, especially looking at this game, mediocre is the best is the best way to look at this at the play. The defense forced seven punts on Saturday. Seven. And I don't, they still gave up 300 plus yards. I don't know how this defense, this defense is going to get demolished on Saturday. Going up against Luke Falk and Luke Falk and uh, this air raid style offense of what we should have. We have the son of the founder of the air raid offense. How are we not throwing the ball for 300-plus yards? Because our head coach is putting in freshmen as our quarterback and not giving anyone a ch- not giving Ty Ganji the chance to, to move from a run-heavy offense to an air-raid offense. Ty Ganji wasn't too bad. He was overthrowing the ball a little bit, but those are things that can be corrected. Week four comes around, Ty Ganji could be throwing the ball perfectly right now. If KC was overthrowing the ball as well. Like, you look at this. I don't understand how, especially looking at – Norvell's coaching history, he never coached running backs. He coached wide receivers and quarterbacks. How have we not seen a pass-heavy offense? 
You brought in David Cornwell. Use him now. I'm sick and tired of Casey, and he's already started only one game. <laughs> I, I don't see him being able to, to do anything against Washington State. How is Casey a, a true freshman who's coming off one game with four fumbles and an interception? How is he going to have not only, not only the momentum, but the, the psyche to go into this game against Washington State, number 18 in the nation? I, I, don't, think he's, I don't think he's mature enough. I don't think he's ready. I think that the per, the drill sergeant that should be ready is David Cornwell, but fans and us wouldn't know because we haven't seen him play. We haven't seen him take a single snap. I, I would not mind seeing Ganji back there. I would love to see Ganji back there. I think this is Ganji's team, to be honest. I think Ganji's had this team all the way since last year, and giving it to a freshman is starting over. I've he heard- gave up. He Norvell gave up with Ganji after only two games. Before he even got a chance to to get the the ball rolling, I predicted going into this season that we would lose those first two games because we were not ready with this <laughs> with this air raid offense. And I thought by the third game, Ty Ganji would be ready. Ty Ganji would would have his flow down. And before he even got a chance, he got ripped from the starting position and getting gave that job to a freshman, a freshman who. Looking at his stats from high school was wasn't bad, but he didn't fit the mold. He doesn't make any sense in this offense. He's out there running like Johnny Manziel without the Johnny Manziel skills, or luck, depending on how you look at his at Johnny Manziel. You also look at Ganji's numbers; they weren't they weren't awful. He threw the ball for four hundred and seventy six yards in two games. He had four touchdowns, two picks, and only only took one sack. He took one sack. It's still remarkable. And you look at you look at this. This offense never fumbled the ball. Casey comes in, and whoops! Nevada probably just committed another fumble. In one ga- in, in just one game of playing, Kierden was sacked four times. And that just shows. Look at all the mistakes that Ganji made in two whole games compared to all the mistakes that. Came and Curtin made. He made mistakes that you'd expect from a true freshman coming into a, a system that he doesn't know and thrown into the limelight. Curtin, he's being hyped as this r- phenom running the ball. 16 rushes for five yards. Again, it do- see, and I agree. It doesn't make any sense. How is, how is your all-time rusher and, like, amazing mobile quarterback only getting five yards in a game where obviously he's not throwing the ball 100%? And he's getting sat to the back. Then how is he not maneuvering around this this defensive line? Why is he getting hit? Why is Ty Ganji, the the half pocket passer, half mobile quarterback, getting only one sack in two games? Ganji, Ganji for his running career knew how to use his legs. Ten carries, thirty six yards. That's not bad. He's averaging three and three point six yards a carry. And that's what you want from from a Ty Ganji type player. You want him to be able to make those those smart mobile moves where he's where everything's gone or and he can't make and he can't throw the ball. So he's not going to throw it away. He's going to try to pick up a few yards and maybe get somewhere. Maybe not. Or and he's or he's going to run the option on the goal line and get a touchdown. Yeah, I don't I don't get the move. We it makes no sense to us. Like I if, put in Cornwell or. I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I gave Cayman Curtin the benefit of the doubt. I was like, you know what? If Jay Norvell thinks this guy is ready, then he must be ready. He must have a great training camp, and he must be this amazing athlete. 
He comes out and he lays, wanna, lays a goose egg. He lays a goose egg. He he doesn't perform. He doesn't do anything. He he silences the crowd with everyone's just like, what? No what? one's understanding what's going on on this sideline. I, re- I remember the first show we did of the semester. We said it was either it was going to be a, a dual quarter. We we hoped it wasn't a dual quarterback system between Ganji and Cornwell. No one threw Kierden's name out. No one knew he even existed. But it makes no sense. Like Ganji didn't play awful. Why bench him? I I understand some of the crowd was like you know Ganji's Ganji uh, no, can, Ganji uh, can sit down. But I think people are the saying the crowd Gan- wanted Cornwell, not cr- Kierden. Exactly. Everyone's like, okay, Ganji can sit down because we want the big dog. You know, we want this new guy. We want the guy that we've been waiting for all season to see. We've seen Ganji. We liked Ganji, but we're ready for something new. And he throw and he throws in a freshman. We don't want that new. <laughs> we want new with some skill. You're right. And I don't see Kierden starting very much. I see him. He's going to struggle this week. It's It's a given. Kieran might be talented. I think that he's truly athletic and he's truly got something there, but I don't think that he's ready. No. He needs some growth. He needs to get a little bit bigger. He needs to get a little bit stronger. He needs to get a little bit smarter behind the ball. Give him a year or two. Uh, second team, throw him in. Give him a little bit of like like third quarter play, fourth quarter play here and there when we're, when we're doing well. But throw in a big dog. Throw in Ty Gange, a veteran quarterback for Nevada. Throw in David Cornwell, someone who deserves a start. Look, the fans, the fans at the game Saturday. I'm surprised most of them stayed till the end, but a lot of them were booing and yelling and getting mad. Like, why? Why is he still in this game? I was surprised he didn't get taken out at halftime. Uh, at halftime, Cornwell got some warm-ups on the field, and everyone was intrigued in the press box. Like, is he actually going to play? Is he actually going to play? Nope, it was just one giant tease. And that's what and that's what it feels like. It feels like a tease. Cornwell's plastered up everywhere. All the marketing. Oh, David Cornwell this, David Cornwell this. Where is David Cornwell? I know we've been saying this in this entire show, but Has he gone AWOL? But that's the thing. It's like we've been we've been saying this week in, week out. All this show we've been talking about David Cornwell. It's just because this is the guy that we want to see. And and, and we're getting frustrated as fans. People sure. are frustrated. And I know it's hard to say that it's only week three, but the games that we've been playing, these are the easy ones. These, as even as Jay Norvell said, this is the preseason. We should be winning these games. We've only gone through three games, yet there's nine games remaining. We have to w- go six and three in our final nine games to get it bowl eligible. That's not gonna happen. We got a we got a loss this week for sure. Against Washington State. And then you look at who our future schedule. We have to play San Diego, who they have the one of the they have the best running back in the conference, Rashad Penny. Uh we play at Boise. We play Colorado State. They have a high powered offense. We play Air Force. Air Force is gonna be a tough game. Although me and you both predicted they're gonna win. But I think that might that might change. My if I could go right back there, and review my predictions. Right there, the first three the first three names I mentioned are three losses. So that means that we'd have to beat UNLV, Fresno State, San Jose State, Hawaii. I'm missing some. Um, to go to go make a bowl game, 
I don't think it's going to happen. Sure, I get time. I get that it takes time, especially when Norvellan is recruiting. But when? When do we give? When do we start putting the blame on him? I, I'm saying the blame starts now. If I'm looking at now, I I'm not blaming the players. The players have, aren't doing anything. They're trying their best. You know, Kami Curtin's still a freshman. He's still learning. I get it. You know, Ty Ganji, he didn't do that bad. But I can. But I saw that the fans didn't really want him there anymore. I don't know what's going on with David Cornwell. I think it, people are starting to say that it's some attitude issue. But those are all speculations. College quarterbacks have attitude issues. It's a proven fact. If he can get the results done, put up with it. Look at Johnny Manziel off the field. Oh, God. <laughs> but look, he put up results. He beat Bama. He led Texas A&M to multiple, multiple bowl games. It doesn't matter about – it sort of matters about attitude off, off the field. But what has he been – he can produce. But Saturday, no one cares. On Saturday, no one cares who you are off the field. People care about who you are behind the mask. I mean, people care about what, what's what's uh, with, with the helmet. You put the helmet on. You get on. more money if you win. The more success you have. It doesn't matter if he's a complete asshole. I, I think that we need to, that Jay Norvell needs to take a good hard look at himself in the mirror and figure out what he's doing with this team. Look, man, what, this this game Saturday is not going to be an easy one as they have to travel to Pullman, Washington. Pullman's a very tough place to play, especially at night. It's dark. It's cold. I don't. I, they get blown out. I think they lose by 35 points. I, I, I agree with you. I think that it's going to be uh, it's going to be a murder out there, you know, and we're playing a, a good team. So this game is is this game getting televised? Uh, I believe it's on ESPN three. So there's actually going to be people watching this game. It's going to be embarrassing. I and think. especially with, especially with, oh no, this game's on the Pac-12 network. Definitely going to be embarrassing. Well, this just shows like people like, oh, Nevada was good. Kaepernick was here. What happened? What happened? What happened? Indeed, I think that is the big question. I'm done talking about football, though. Yeah, you want to move on to the awful, awful record? I want to move on to something even more depressing, which is the rest of Nevada athletics, where we are combined together. Insert sad music. (laughs) Football, volleyball, and women's soccer all together are 3-21. and This is according to our buddy Chris Murray. And I trust Chris Murray, so I'm going to take his word for it. Yeah, this has just been awful. You win one every eight games. Yeah, one every eight games. And they're currently on an 18-game losing streak. Their last win was volleyball on October on August 29th against the, the, USF. The day after school started. <laughs> we haven't won anything in sports since school started. And in fact, women's soccer is holding an open tryout. So if any of you guys are listening, make sure to try out. Jordan, this one's directed at you. Thanks, Garrett. <laughs> no problem. Uh, it just shows like we're we're get, Nevada athletics are desperate right now. We, we thought volleyball was good last year, and we thought they were going to have a great year again this year. Nope. No, some of the best players from last year are are struggling really bad this year, and it's and it's sad. And I and I don't know what to what to expect. Is it just like is it something in the air here? Is it 
Is it the weather? Is it, we've been having lightning storms lately. Is that causing something, Gary? I don't I don't know what it is. I don't I can't tell you. But I know basketball practice starts in a few weeks, and I'm excited because basketball is like the one good sport we have. I know. I'm really excited about basketball. Knock season. on wood. Nothing <laughs> happens. You know, I'm just gonna end the show on on this note. Uh, I really think that. I'm going to reiterate it again. I really think that Jay Norvell needs to go look at himself in the mirror and try to figure out what he's doing with his offense. I think that the fans really want to see Cornwell, and I really want to figure out what is going on, why Cornwell isn't starting. But anyway, thanks again for tuning into Pack Center. I'm your host, Jordan Burns, here with Garrett Hirschberg. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pack Center NV for all your game day updates and our shows and all kinds of other media that we create. From the Reynolds School of Journalism and Wolfpack Radio, go Wolfpack!